Thank you for tuning in to the Real Estate Innovation Podcast, brought to you by the ULI Women's Leadership Initiative. The ULI's mission is to provide leadership in the responsible use of land and in creating and sustaining thriving communities worldwide. The WLI is the engine that drives ULI BC to be recognized as a leading organization supporting women as leaders in the industry. So what's up, everyone? It's Judy, host of the Innovation Podcast for the ULIBC's Women's Leadership Initiatives, where we talk about everything and everyone taking part in innovation and what that means in the real estate business. In this episode, we have a guest who's been making headlines as the visionary behind a new approach to property management, founder of Tribe Property Technologies. Joseph leads the vision for a comprehensive suite of products and services that cater for building and managing residential communities. They are a technology-enabled platform of services that works together with owners, residents, council, and developers to understand community and what that means from pre-construction to post-occupancy. In a nutshell, they're redefining property management and making community their new type of business. Joe, welcome to the channel. I'm very glad to be your host today. How are you? I am great. So nice to be with you, Judy. That was a mouthful describing what we do. I appreciate you uh, going through it uh, thoroughly like that. Absolutely. We Well, you've certainly been making headlines. I hear Tribe is now a public company. Congratulations. Thank you so much. We've been trading for a little bit less than six weeks. Amazing. Congratulations. Thank so you. acknowledging that a lot of our audience will probably don't know too much about Tribe and too much about you, maybe you can kick us off with a little bit of an intro about your background, how you started Tribe and the vision behind it. Absolutely. I, um, uh, by way of uh, education, I studied civil and structural engineering and uh, being, uh, being a Middle Eastern, that's a really, really important thing. You're either a doctor or an engineer, as you would probably know. So we, uh, we, I started there and uh, I got really bitten by the technology bug pretty early, got involved with a tremendously successful and wonderful company called Teo Networks. I was uh, uh, fortunate enough to join there really early and, and cut my teeth on the birth of the internet as it was becoming more and more used by us, uh, uh, you know, uh, mainstream uh, individuals and uh, got involved very specifically with payments and, and delivering uh, easy ways for people to utilize mobile phones and or kiosks or the counter devices to make payments. Um, and then growing up in the Middle East, I was always very intrigued about the way we live in communities. And and uh, I grew up in Alexandria, Egypt, and I was very much influenced by this little six-unit low-rise home that we lived in and uh, and you know our neighbors and we had a common phone we you know not everybody had their own phone I'm, I'm kind of showing my age a little bit here but uh, but uh, you know I was always intrigued about how we all live together and now you know having immigrated to Vancouver here um, I obviously experienced what everybody else that lives around here has seen which is incredible densification a lot more and more of us moving into these communities and always just been intrigued about, you know, this this human capital that exists in every one of those buildings, right? There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of neighborhoods, uh, even though they're all vertical villages, as we call them, uh, but there's a lot of connectivity into these homes, a lot of human capital and potential in these communities. So we, uh, I've always been intrigued about this space. Uh, a lot of friends that are in the development world and uh, you know the more and more of these buildings are created the more challenges occur these buildings are very complicated and 
and complex and uh, operating these buildings and creating a property management platform for this communities kind of uh, took away took it you know captured our imagination and basically we we got obsessed about building a much better solution uh, for us to connect as as neighbors and connect with our property management and make sure that these buildings are managed properly and and that's how tribe was uh, was born amazing yeah i mean you know what you hit a very good point in that we always talk about density from a development perspective and let's build for density let's build for higher higher high rises let's put more people per square foot but we're not nobody's really looking at the impact of that post construction once the, the the residents start moving into their new homes what are some of the challenges that uh, arise with that with that connect with that increased density what what are some of those challenges that you've identified and and maybe you can tell us a little bit of how tribe solves those problems yeah i'm so glad you brought this point up i think uh, i think you're touching on on a on an incredibly important point, you know, we're a prop tech company and everybody associates, you know, technology to be helping people sell condos, buy condos, uh, smart technology. Um, uh, but very little is actually is spent on how we actually live in these communities. And I, I'm so glad, Judy, you brought this up because it's actually very close to our heart as a, as a group of individuals working a tribe. Um, well, some of the challenges are pretty straightforward. At the end of the day, when you live with a common wall with others, you know, life happens. You know, uh, these communities need to be managed. Um, uh, you know, you know, we're all we're all allocating, you know, in the, in the case of a condo community, you know, we, we pay these monthly fees. Monthly fees get pulled into a trust fund. And this building has to be managed properly. How does this get influenced? Well, we erect what's called a strata council or a condo corporation, depending on where you are in Canada. And this condo corporation now has to navigate through all the challenges to guide this community uh, into, you know, through through some of the challenges, some of the construction challenges. It could very well be, you know, uh, social challenges in the community, security, and obviously just how to protect those investments that we've all made in these homes. Well, we come in at it from a from a, as, as, as a technology company, we come at it and say, look, there's no silver bullet, there's no piece of software that solves all problems. What we'll do is we'll give you access to as much you know, information driven from our data as possible about your community. Plus, we're also going to deliver the full advice on the property management side. So let's be specific. Uh, in a case of a brand new community where a developer comes to tribe and partners with us for the brand new 200 unit condo that they're building, we get involved really early. We sit at the design table with the developer and give them a lot of what we're seeing in terms of data about amenities. What are people really looking for? It's funny, before the pandemic, you know, uh, you know, a gym would have been really high on the priority list for anybody that's building a brand new condo. Right now, they're thinking about it differently. Maybe they're thinking of hot swap desks for people that want to work remotely, uh, as an example, right? So we sit down, we share with them the data that we have. Plus, we also give them quite a bit of insight into how the operations, the budgets will actually be impacted once the finished construction of people move into these communities. And then from there, we start unpacking how is best to finance these tools? What are what are some of the you know systems that are going into the building based on reliability that we've seen? And then we work through with them, even in their sales centers, we digitize the units. When you walk into a really cool sales center, you can still actually interface with our application and actually see what this will look like and feel like once you've moved 
into the community. And as the community becomes closer to being completed as a as a as a home buyer, before I move into the community, I can actually go on the application and book the elevator for my move-in date, my walkthrough with the developer, all warranty items are all completely managed on the platform. And on top of it, when I move in, I no longer receive this old school booklet of manuals for every appliance and everything in the unit. I actually just download the app and everything is customized for my needs. And then once that's all in place, the property management division of our company takes over and actually manages all management right through the process. So, you know, people sometimes forget how complicated, you know, these communities are. The construction is process is very difficult. The regulation is very, very much is growing and the licensing requirements are, are more and more, you know, you know, for people that live in these homes, they just want to live. They just don't, they don't want to care about, they don't care about all the different regulations and how they all impact their daily living. So our job is to kind of take all the complexity associated with the community and simplify it and let you be accessing either information that's needed, opportunities, and hopefully just turn it into a, a home that's full of happiness. I want to say you're working on behalf of the resident with the developer. Is that right? That's exactly right. That's exactly. Before even the resident enters into the picture, we're watching up for their needs and ensuring the developer, you know, we're guiding the developer to ensure that he delivers, he or she deliver a really, really healthy community that's set up for, for the future way after the developer is no longer involved. And I have, a, I have a question on that. In terms of residents, I mean, they come in all shapes and forms. You've got immigrants, you've got non-immigrants, you've got young kids, you've got seniors. You know, you talk about, you mentioned you use data to influence what to design in the building, what to design in the sales center. How, how do you define your demographic? Yeah, you're touching on, on a really important, another really important point, which is which communities are full of different stakeholders. I mean, when we mm. talk about who's our customer, we're often asked that question. Who's your customer? Well, the developer's a customer of ours, but then as the developer goes there and engages an investor who wants to buy two condos to rent them out, he's got a different definition of success and he's our customer. And then the tenant that's going to move in who's living in this community is our customer. And then it's a high-end building maybe. So maybe there's concierge and staff that work in there. Well, they're our customers because we want to give them tools to navigate through that. And then you get the different personas and different uh, demographics you reference in the in the communities. And we, we're, we're so fortunate to be living in one of the most beautiful places in the world, in Canada and Vancouver specifically, and we're just so diverse. To your point, we're seeing, you know, young people that are this is their first investment, and they're just moving into the studio. And then you've got people that you know sold the big house and they're empty nesters and moving into first time ever. They're going to live in a building, and they went from a five thousand square foot to twelve hundred square feet. So it's such a broad mix of users on our application and our platform. So we we you know, try to create an environment that thinks of homeowners as as people that just want to enjoy their home. And if that's the case, then we want to take all the complexity associated with everything else going on and 
complexity of the HVAC system and and the difficulty of the of of, of booking an amenity and just simplify all these things and make them available to them their fingertips. You want to you want some documentation accessibility. You should have it at your fingertips. So so when you take all the complexity I just referenced and 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 the stakeholder that we've got, really um, believe it or not, when you look at our product roadmap as we design our features. Every single one of those examples I just mentioned to you is a stakeholder. It's already listed there. And we'll keep in touch with them. We're always learning from them. Um, we've got communities that tend to be in the heart of downtown. It's a little more dynamic, a lot of activities. And then we've got maybe communities that are out in the suburbs that are a little bit you know, less amenities and, and just more really focus on on, on the dynamic of, of, of the operation from a community point of view associated with maybe, you know, spending more time together, what have you, you know. Pandemic was an interesting time for us uh, because we we went from people that, uh, you know, think again, downtown Toronto, um, you know, go-getters and people that are just, you know, maybe spending six, seven, eight hours just to sleep in their condos. They go from that to spending 24 hours in their condo. So that's an interesting dynamic. And and it affected how the interface with our application and, 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 and the amenities of the building and what food is going to be delivered to them and what's available. I want to use the gym, but what's the safe way to use the gym? So we actually got to see some really interesting dynamic there. But going back to your point, absolutely. We, we look at all these different stakeholders and and we look at what constitutes success for them, and we try to build as as good of a technology or deliver service that's that's unique to them. And you 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 did touch on you know continuing to evolve those that data and that that learning from the communities and the changes. And I do want to touch on you know how you see the future of Tribe also projecting in terms of services. But before that, I'm curious from your existing operations, um, Vancouver and, and in Canada in general, what's what's our current itch in, in property management? What's the biggest, most common things you find whenever you start your conversation, developers or property management? What are we doing wrong? I <laughs> <laughs> love it. Well, I mean, look, you know, uh, we joke internally, and I will share that with you and, and, and your audience, you know, we always think of property management as an afterthought, okay? So it's like, you know what, let's go build an amazing community and let's do this, let's do that. Let's make sure that it sells well and it's really well represented. Oh, by the way, it's got to operate and it's kind of an afterthought. And we joke about it because, you know, I always say, we're going to bring sexy back to property management because it's, and then we always, the joke is, well, it was never sexy to begin with. But the the, the reason I, you know, we say that and we laugh about it is simply because we actually think the way these communities operate needs to be at the center of the conversation, not just the way they look, but the way they operate. And the reason we think it's 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 an important itch, as, as you called it, I love that, uh, is, is because we want the developers that are actually in this community, that are thinking in this community, and that's changing, by the way. We're very fortunate to be working with a lot of developers that are actually bringing us into this conversation way earlier and actually doing a holistic approach to it, um, simply because of the other part of what you mentioned earlier, which is we bring in, especially when we come in with our technology, we bring in integrations that can really open the eyes and support those those developers in ways that maybe it wasn't there before five years ago, seven years ago, simply because it was all about you know brick and mortar. It was just only about the construction itself and what the that's what the community was. I think it's a lot more than that now. I mean, our expectation as residents is we wanna we wanna have access to more you know accessible transportation more intelligent amenities 
uh, a, you know, a much, much greener community than, than, than a traditionally accepted, um, you know, and, and, and with all these, you know, pressures that are common in terms of execution from a, as a developer building a brand new community, you have to ask yourself, well, who am I leaving this community in the hands of? And is this company or the group or the property management, you know, uh, group, are they capable of taking the vision that we set up for this community and actually seeing it through one, two, five, ten years ahead of us? And that's that's probably the itch. I want us to think collectively, everybody in the professional industry, of how these communities will operate uh, one year, five years, ten years from now. And it's interesting is when you introduce a new idea like that, you know, you talk about a holistic approach to building design. You know, there's a heck of a lot of education that's going to come with your uh, with your business plan. Can you tell us a little bit about that? You touched on, you know, even with developers, there's that holistic education. And then even after when you're dealing with the StratiCorp, there's that guiding on how to manage that. What can you touch on the education that you've experienced that you're that the audience and myself can learn about as well. Yeah, that's an important point. And it's, uh, it's funny you use the word education um, because that's actually one of the pillars that we see. We, we see protecting the asset, communication, and education as, as, as some critical, critical pillars. And, and it's going back to the point we made earlier, which is a lot of people are not accustomed to living in buildings. So when they move there, for whatever reason, they, you know, it's the first place they've ever bought, or they're empty nesters and accustomed to living in their own big house, and now they, they have to live within this ecosystem of this community. Um, there's a lot of education to be there, and then add the fact that it gets more complex. With you know, the, the provincial government has its own real estate act and, and then federal responsibilities, and so on and so forth. So there's quite a bit of regulation, and and you're right. At the end of the day, at the crux of it, you are a neighbor. You are moving into a community. And there's an education that we owe you because you need to understand where your money goes, what your rights are, and uh, so on and so forth. So what we do is we create easy to digest bits and pieces of, of digital contents that can actually be there available. Other than the fact that obviously we're obsessed about communication, we're obsessed about transparency as an organization. So we encourage every single person staff of ours to always be constantly communicating and further explaining what what you know why we do what we do but very specifically when we digitize a community when we create this erect this community in our application we try to give a lot of insight into why you do what you do so even if you're booking the party room and this party room in this particular community is very much related to a specific bylaw or a bunch of bylaws where you have to you know adhere to well, it's difficult for you to access that on your own. You would have to actually, you know, so, but from your app, if you click on a button and you want to book this amenity and or we educate you, we'll give you a little bit of content on that. Plus we produce significant amount of contents um, that we try to, to, to make as available as possible for our homeowners and even developers. So, you know, they can communicate properly. Where does my maintenance fee go. This is an area that I'm always smiling about because most people think, you know, uh, my maintenance fee is $400. It all goes to the property management company. What are they doing for that? Well, the truth is that it's not. It's actually a small percentage of it actually goes to the fees from a property management point of view. The overwhelming majority goes towards things like insurance and, you know, building maintenance and potential special projects and so on and so forth. So we try to create bits and pieces and let them know how does insurance work? You know, I always smile about that, but 
you may know this uh, being in the industry, but a lot of people don't know that they need to buy their own condo insurance. They actually think because the building has an insurance line item that he, you know, one person looks at the budget and once a year they see a big line item called insurance. They think that's enough insurance for everything. Well, the truth is, no, we're underinsured in our condo space in Canada. And, and we're trying to lead the chart to let, you know, homeowners know that you do need to buy individual condo insurance. So what we're working on is partnerships where we'll bring one or two or three different insurance providers and make that available to you and educate you a little bit on on the fact that that particular condo of yours should be insured. And here's the bare minimum insurance requirement. And here's one or two or three underwriters that you can choose from. But please, please, please insure your unit. Uh, and that's kind of an example of something where education goes a long way. And unfortunately, that's a big challenge for, for the industry right now in Canada. We're underinsured. And, and a lot of that education is really uncovering um, what appears to be risky and is really just an unknown. And I think that's a very important, especially for people who are moving into new territories and home structures that they're not used to. And you touched on a very good point with regards to strata fees and property management fees. You know, everyone talks about strata fees, but not a lot of people don't know where they funnel into. And it's interesting that you're creating that transparency now between what is a strata council and the end user and the community and tying that all together in buildings. How how would you say the response has been since you guys started on your your journey um, since 2011? Yeah, we're we're blessed. The response has been uh, overwhelmingly uh, positive and educating for us as well. I mean, if you look at our company when we first started the journey and what we look like now, we look completely different. And that's that's very traditional of a startup that's set out to not be the smartest company around it's you know because if you take that approach you'll never evolve but we come in and just completely trying to listen and look at data and listen to the further feedback and constantly evolve response has been amazing and as you may know we went from just providing the technology for our communities to in 2018 deciding to actually go fall out, jump in the pool, as they say, and go into into full property management. And we felt we felt that 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 the industry, very specifically, a lot of these brand new communities and this new stratas um, and uh, and condo corporations are really seeking a holistic approach. Like I mentioned, we've been discussing for the last few minutes. Um, and and we just felt, you know what, it's an opportunity for us to deliver from, you know, A to Z, the full solution. And we've experienced, you know, growth. And as you may know, we we uh, almost more than 40,000 homes under management now uh, that represent about 700 communities and uh, and growing, growing week after week. So we're, the response has been fantastic. And we're fortunate to be in, in high touch with a lot of uh with our, our customers and the different groups and we're always surveying them and MPSing them and, and we're, we're doing pretty well. So um, it doesn't mean we're there or we're perfect. We, we have a lot of work to do, but we're, uh, we're doing pretty well uh, for, from where we set up to do. Definitely. You have 40,000 uh, units. I can't say you're, you're not on track for success for, for sure. And so, you know, you, you guys have been doing this for a long time and your business plan, I'm sure, has evolved and, and taken, you know, pivoted to, to suit your new your learnings as you go with regards to, you know, your business model, but also how the community is evolving and how the residents are changing. 
If I were to ask you your, you know, from day one, when you embarked on solving for community, what, what was community to you and how has that definition evolved with tribe over the years? Yeah, it's a great, great question. Um, you know, community to me individually has always been this neighborhood that is that is basically all similar interests. We're next door to each other. We generally come from socioeconomic, you know, similar place, and and lean on each other to address, you know, uh, uh, you know, address all the life challenges, basically, right? And I don't think it's too different. I think from the little tiny place I grew up in, you know, thousands of miles away from here to a really high-end community here. You know, we still want to be neighbors. We still want to want to be good to each other. And we still want to, you know, when we come home and close that door, we want to feel safe and we want to feel that we're home and just everything kind of dials down and, and, and feel really, really um, good about where we are. Um, you know, what we've seen is with further and further complexity with regulation and you know things like Airbnb coming in and and ride sharing coming in and and you know the 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 the, the footprint of the and the design of the community looks so different from maybe what it looked like 40 50 years ago you know we've seen that property management traditional property management hasn't really evolved fast enough so so what tribe is trying to do is we're trying to kind of not lose focus on the fact that we still, nuts and bolts, have to ensure that this community is well-managed, but we still want to give the air to breathe, better communication, and let more technology do some heavy lifting for the homeowners to feel more at home. Now, we're nowhere close to done, okay? It's not done. We're just embarking on it. Every day that goes by, we're learning about new technology that's coming in that can really be game-changing for the community whether it's by lowering cost or improving lifestyle or or what have you, or even from a, from a safety point of view, it's changing the, the dynamic. So we're constantly adding to that. But what I like to think we've been able to do from a community point of view is just kind of create this, this environment where we can keep building on and keep adding to by way of not only just technology, but by, by way of, of service delivery as well. So, so that's probably the biggest area I've noticed is as you know, think of how you you know find ride like ride sharing and and the the way you get food delivered to you and think what it was like 20 years ago, 30 years ago versus now. So that's kind of that's that's the world we live in. Things are changing and and what are we doing as developers? What are we doing as property management groups? What are we doing as service providers to illustrate that we're catching up to that change in the way we live? that's very interesting what what does the future of tribe look like to you um yeah no it's it's a great question we 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 want we believe the service that we're delivering is very special and and uh we can we can feel the 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 feedback we're receiving is very positive we're obviously as you may know we've made a number of acquisitions uh we've we've acquired six companies to date so really what we're doing now is we're really just getting better and better at 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 integrating 
these this 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 wonderful these wonderful people, human capital, and these customers that we're acquiring by these acquisitions into our systems and ensuring that we're we're delivering this the 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 level of service that we're that all of our customers that have been with us from day one are accustomed to. Um, so what's in the future for us? See us, you're gonna see us with a bigger footprint in the country. Uh, we we have aspiration to even further expand into the U.S. because we think the problem we're solving, the community problems we're solving, are very very ubiquitous. They're 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 borderless. Um, you also will see further and further uh, smart integrations. You'll see more. I like to think clever solutions solving traditional hairy problems that we deal with every day. Um, you'll see a lot more integrations with third party providers around around you know uh, in lowering our footprint uh, as as buildings operate uh, lowering overhead costs associated with you know utilities and and consumption and aggregating group buying powers at the end of the day we've got a lot of homes that we manage a lot of people in these homes have very similar needs and you know one homeowner in one condo can only negotiate on his behalf so much but when we actually bring a lot of this group buying power that we're accumulating in the country and otherwise, we'll be able to go out there and deliver them services and, and negotiate on their behalf uh, in a way that they're probably very difficult for them to do on their own. So that you're going to see a lot more activities there. Well, I look very, very much forward to it. We need a voice for all the residents and a voice that speaks to the future, the present and the past and learns from that and evolves. Joseph, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much for the information you've shared. I'm very excited to see the evolution of Tribe and to see the technology start to make a change in buildings and the communities that we're so blessed to be on. I want to thank you so much for your time and uh, really excited to see the growth and keep supporting you. Thank you so much for having us with you, Judy. It was a pleasure.